0: You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Utes podcast. A lot to get to head on today's show. Brian, we're talking both Utah basketball and Utah football. Give our listeners a little bit of a tease of what we're covering.
1: Well, Jake, it's all day, every day. I'm dipping in that transfer portal, transfer portal, transfer portal. Uh, We'll we'll talk a little bit about Utah collecting a nice asset from the transfer portal, but also a recent departure announcing where they're going to land in in Martinez. And we can discuss a little bit about how that's going to affect trading your guys for guys that ended up at pretty highly touted D1 programs. We'll also talk about uh, what Utah needs to go after on the football side of things in the transfer portal in this offseason. As Kyle Whittingham announced that R.J. Hubert would be done for the season in an interview And how that affects what they'll be searching for this summer. And then, uh, you know, we'll see what else happens. I guess there's other sports going on still. I don't know.
0: There's a few other things we'll touch on as well. We'll make sure you guys are up to date on everything you need to know as a Utah fan today. So without further ado, let's get into it here. This is the Locked On Utes podcast for April 21st, 2021. Once again, this is the Locked On Utes podcast. My name is Jay Catch. That over there is Brian Brown, the brown bear in the chair himself. We are your co-host tandem covering all things Utah right here on your daily podcast covering the Utes. Brian, what is up? How are you, my friend?
1: Uh, well, I'm glad I'm over here not underwear.
0: That's <laughs> a good point. Good good call on that point. I know the dad jokes are strong already tonight. We'll, we'll keep rolling with that, but... Brian, we're going to start off on the basketball front today. The running Utes uh, addition and also subtraction. Let's start off with the good news. Marco Anthony, the former Utah State swingman, a guy that I I think is a pretty good player. He is coming to follow his head coach, Craig Smith, from Logan to Salt Lake City. The announcement officially coming yesterday that he is signed to play for Craig Smith and the running Utes. What is your overall takeaway of this addition?
1: Well, I think it's another solid addition. And in in terms of building a team with culture, with guys that you know, it fits right along the MO of what Coach Smith is doing. The difficult part about this, Jake, is that these are players that better acclimate quickly to the P5 slash Pac-12 level and the ins and outs of that that style of play because I think that's always the eternal debate between a G5 quote-unquote quote program and and the power fives is can you withstand the the week to week uh ins and outs of the of the conference and the level of talent that you have to go against now that being said i think anthony is a very strong defender uh maybe a little bit of a smaller version like a wing version of mickey yontinen and that he does a lot of the little things to make sure that your team wins ball games uh but you know if if we're doing it straight across i don't know that i'd want to trade marco anthony for ian martinez
0: Yeah, I, based on what we saw from both of these players, yeah, I'd rather have Ian Martinez. I very much would bet on his continued growth and development. And that's not to say that Marco Anthony is not a good player. We saw him have his moments as an Aggie. Very much a guy who's a good perimeter defender. Uh, Shooting, at least in my uh, observation, a little bit of a streaky shooter, but let's be honest, Brian, if you're an elite shooter at the college game, well, either you're going to the NBA or you're already in the NBA. So uh, you have to kind of live with that, but there's no doubt about it. If you had to pick between Ian Martinez or or Marco Anthony, obviously the pick would be Martinez. And I do want to say congratulations and best of luck to E Martinez with the Maryland Terrapins, a very strong program out there in the Big Ten that he is joining. And it's my personal opinion. He's going to be a fantastic addition for the Terps.
1: Yeah, he is. And he was a player that I was super excited about moving forward and was really optimistic and hopeful that Utah could find some way to hang on to. It didn't work out, and that's fine. He'll have a great opportunity to continue to prove himself out there at Maryland and to continue to uh, grow and develop his name. But what we saw from him initially was super positive. He is an explosive athlete. He is a plus defender. He is incredible in the sense that I think he was the second best shot blocker on the team behind Brandon Carlson, (laughs) which for your point guard, you know what? Like, let's do this, man. I'm down to get weird. But one thing I loved about his game is that he just used his athleticism in such a positive manner. After he would get rebounds, he would push the ball at the court. And so if Utah is going to be a high-paced team, they've got to find a way to do that. And, and that's either by getting out, uh, going out and getting another, like we said, a rebounding four, somebody who can kind of bane down low and get those boards and pushing to to Wooster or, or Ryland Jones or Jenkins or whoever it is that they're pushing. Uh So that'll be the interesting part about it is, is can this staff really make an impact with a player or two, um, as they're starting to kind of whittle things down and guys are making choices, you know, Alfonso Plummer is going to Illinois, Ian Martinez to to Maryland, Timmy Allen to Texas. We've seen that Mickey Yontinen is going to play professionally in Europe. Those are all great landing spots for all those players. That's not been the case for Utah transfer players in the past, right? Like, we saw Donnie Tillman go to UNLV and not last more than a season there. Ended up at New Mexico State, I believe.
0: I think Uh, he transferred again, honestly, if I'm not mistaken, but
1: yeah, Vontae Hendricks is at like UC Redlands or something like that. You know, after bouncing around the same way, so a lot of those guys who had struggles at Utah really haven't been able to land somewhere and find success. Uh, unfortunately, uh, these guys have, and I think it, it, it's another indication of what this team was. Right, like tough, gritty, bought in players. I think they were there for the culture, but it was just such a tough season overall um, for the Utes, and so you have to wonder a little bit about what this means for this team going forward is enough of the nucleus from a decently competitive PAC 12 team there to grow and expand, or do we need to roll back the expectations a little bit?
0: Okay, here's my opinion on this. You're going to have to roll back expectations a tad bit. I am curious here, and this is just my personal observation on this, is that Craig Smith apparently is betting on his guys that he's brought over from Utah State being just as effective at this level, speaking of the Pac-12, the Power 6 level in college hoops, as they were at the Mountain West level. If he's right, hey, you're going to have a pretty decent season. If he's wrong, though, yeah, there could be some upset Utah running Utes fans come the end of next season, but it's just my overall opinion. Whenever you have a new head coach come in, Brian, you do need to roll back expectations a little bit. I know that Craig Smith has said that the expectation is to make the NCAA tournament every single year. I have a hard time thinking that year one for him. If they make the NCAA tournament, it's a a-plus in terms of success for that program if they make it to the tournament next year. Just my personal opinion, I think you're going to need to give them at least a, a year to get adjusted to this level before really expecting the tournament, in my opinion.
1: Absolutely, and and we still don't really have, if you're looking at this team right now, who's the go-to guy? <laughs>
0: good question it would have been timmy allen but timmy allen is gone so
1: yeah and and with him going to a really great spot where he's going to be working with chris beard there in texas so clearly there are programs out there that valued what timmy allen had and this is that this is the difficulty of being a fan of a team where you start to see a player more and more and more you get to know their warts better than anyone Mm -hmm. and so I think Utah fans knew what Timmy Allen was and knew his limitations, and he just needed a little bit more help. At this point now, as I look at this team, there's not a clear-cut go-to guy. Uh, maybe it's David Jenkins. I don't know. Can Ryland Jones be a little bit of a more impact guy moving forward? There's just not a a real alpha scorer on this squad anymore. Maybe it's Riley Batten.
0: <laughs> Man, uh <laughs> Okay, you're trying to to stifle laughter there. But, man, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. In my opinion, I think that Craig Smith has got an idea of what he wants to see this roster become. But I truly do wonder if they have an alpha on this team. And at the current juncture, I'm not sure they do.
1: The only one that p- comes to mind is Pella Larson, who I think really does have potential as a one-on-one guy and a guy who can create and get his own shot. We didn't see it a ton in Larry Kriskoviak's offense simply because that's not the way that they were built. But I think you're going to have to find some guys who can really get the ball in the hoop uh, and create. Now, whether it's finding a way to get guys the ball with an advantage like uh, Quinn Snyder likes to talk about, so that your shooters like uh Wooster and, and madsen and jenkins can all get shots off uh, maybe it's running the ball through uh brandon carlson a little bit more i i don't know but as this roster is currently constructed it's it's going to be fascinating. I think that's the best way to put it, because either Craig Smith really knows what he's doing and, and has a much better idea, uh, and I think he does, having seen these players up close, you know, and been in college basketball for as long as he was, or he's putting his emotions in guys that he's always believed in a little bit too much right now, and that may cause issues if they can't get some bigger names in the portal.
0: Yeah, so we'll find out. Uh, We'll continue to track this for you guys, obviously. We are your daily podcast focused on the youth. We'll make sure to keep you guys up to speed on anything when it comes. Obviously, we're still waiting on the third assistant on Craig Smith's staff. I'm sure that'll be inbound at some point. We'll talk about that as well, and we'll have it all covered for you guys. We'll switch gears, talk some Utah football next. Pretty significant injury. How does it affect the Utah football program in the defensive backfield? We'll touch on that in just moments. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Built Bar. Brian and I are huge fans, and Brown Bear, what is your favorite flavor currently of Built Bar? I have an idea, but what is it?
1: Jake, I'm not going to tell you because it's on sale right now, but it's that uh, rhymes with loco nut. (laughs) Fine. It's coconut brownie crumble.
0: It's the delicious bar, man. But there are over 20 different flavors available of built Bars. I'm guaranteeing that you guys can find at least two or three, if not five or ten, that you will enjoy. All of them taste like a candy bar. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, and you will not believe how healthy they are for you. Brian, let them know what you like most about built Bars.
1: It's the health aspect, Jake. I don't th- think there's another bar on the market that tastes as good And has as much healthy impact on you You today. I needed a little snack. I've been trying to clean up the diet a little bit more. And couldn't, couldn't stop craving something chocolatey, man. And I reached for that coconut brownie crumble. And boom. Instantly felt better. Felt satisfied. Got that boost of protein in me. That good whey protein that means the most. Helps you build those strong muscles. As you know, Jake, I am in dire need of building some strong muscles. I'm wasting away over here.
0: Hey, we got to get you in shape for the Utah Social Open, so we'll make sure we do that with Bilt Bars. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKED, LOCKED15 excuse me, for 15% off your next order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your next order. Get over to com now, place that order, use that promo code LOCKED15, and enjoy the best tasting protein bars anywhere. Folks, this year the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the NFL Draft... Ne- oh, excuse me, not the NFL Draft Network. Let's try that one more time. Three, two, and one... All right, folks, this year the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft Live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On's local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch all three live day coverage of the NFL Draft from April 29th through May 1st. All right, Brian, sticking with the football theme of things, let's talk about the Utah football program. And a rather significant injury has beset the program, and it's a disappointing one considering it's going to knock a kid out for the second straight year.
1: And it's a real heartbreaker, I think, in terms of a kid that has fought back from an injury, like you said, in R.J. Hubert, but also a guy who had a lot of potential to highly impact the program and be a plus player the safety position probably still has guys who can who can get them by and and by no means were we ready to abandon ship on Vontae davis and the good stuff that he'd done last year uh but having rj hubert back there his athleticism there were flashes that he was showing throughout spring ball of having that kind of julian blackman type of emergence at the safety position having both he and Vontae davis back there together would have been an incredible asset and then being able to slowly rotate cole bishop and kamui latu back into the fray would have been just really great to have and instead you're now lost losing him for the entire season again and it's not a good injury i've I've not been told specifically what it is uh like kyle whittingham would tell us anyways uh (laughs) we just know that there's a body part that is injured which you know super helpful because we're all out there trying to stab our voodoo dolls with what other you know whatever injury body part that's not already injured. Uh, I'm sorry. I just got super obsessed with voodoo dolls all of a sudden. (laughs) But the point is this, that it now really changes what Utah needs to do in the off season because they've lost essentially two of the three top safeties from last year's team. Nate Ritchie to a mission, RJ Hubert to another season ending injury. And now the depth there is a little bit concerning.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt about that. That That is the chief overall thing is suddenly you went from a, a position group that you said, okay, they're relatively strong here. They're going to have a nice rotation. You thought, okay, we're okay. And now suddenly you're looking at a rotation that if another injury occurs, you're bare bones, and, man, that's not good. So, Brian, answer this for me because you're more in the know on this stuff than I am. What are the chances? We obviously know that Utah is tracking wide receivers in the transfer portal. What are the chances that Utah now goes after a defensive back, in particular a safety, when it comes to the transfer portal market?
1: Oh, I, I think it's 100% that they go after something, and I believe Pal Whittingham has even said as much in interviews, so if there are people that they need to replace, that they're not going to hesitate, and that's the right move, to be honest. This team has shown, uh, even in a spring ball game, a scrimmage that doesn't really need mean that much, that they have the potential to do something really positive in the Pac-12 this year, and while The Pac-12 South is somewhat loaded. There's no reason to not go out there and try and find either a graduate transfer at the safety position or even a full-blown transfer-eligible player. There is nothing wrong with going out and getting davis's replacement for next season getting going right now and and to be honest rj hubert's going to work through it and he's going to keep fighting we just don't know what player he's going to be when he comes out of his rehab and as we've seen with blake keithy for example mm-hmm. you might not be the exact same guy that you were after having to go through two season ending injuries and so you want to be prepared in that respect as well so it makes a ton of sense there are going to be guys available uh, Jordan Moore is a name that's that's shown up a little bit from Houston. No idea where he might be headed, uh, but he is still eligible. Maurice Hampton from LSU, and there is a connection there with with Chris Curry. That might be a name to watch. Uh, you know, Atanza Vongor from TCU is another guy that you might be able to look at and say, "Oh, hey, you know, there, there's similarities to how we run our systems. That would be an immediate fit." Uh, Brandon McKinney, a Washington guy. So there are prospects out there that Utah can definitely be in contact and will likely be in contact with. And you have to think that there are going to be more players that are jumping into the portal as well after spring ball ends.
0: Yeah, this is – my overarching concern is, I hope that all turns out well for R. J. Huber. That's the ultimate thing I think I want to pass along to everybody is I hope he's able to get back healthy. Like you mentioned, he may not be the same player on the other side of these injuries, but you hope that he is able to kind of get back right physically. and if he's able to contribute at some point down the road on the field for the Utes. That's great. But, Man, I, I feel for a kid like that because that's gotta be absolutely devastating for him to come off of one season ending injury and then immediately have another one cancel out another year. And he's gonna be spending a lot of time in the training room, a lot of rehab time and that's just that's a that's a grind mentally for these young men. So I, I wish him nothing but the best moving forward.
1: Yeah, same here, and and that's the part about it that's really disappointing is that you've now got a kid that's saddled with another year of rehab, and, and the doubt starts to creep into your mind. When you're injured, you feel like an outcast, whether you really are or not. You're not a part of the team and a part of the program like you once were. You're not a guy that's going out every single day to show that you belong in terms of uh, actual play and, and being able to put things on tape. And, and so it's a very mentally heavy Uh, situation but at the same time if if you're the university of utah you can't be hung up on that uh in terms of saving a spot or leaving something open you've got to go out and fill it same thing with the wide receiver position which we've talked about there are some guys in the portal to keep an eye on uh theo howard is one that's kind of still out there and and it's a name that we've seen uh both been at ucla then at oklahoma with the one-time waiver transfer i wonder how that affects him if he'll be able to be eligible for it since he's already transferred twice or if he'll be a graduate transfer i don't have any information on that part of it Um, but that'll be an interesting name to watch. Uh, Mike Woods from Arkansas also recently entered to the transfer portal, and he's kind of an explosive, deep threat guy along the lines of Brian Thompson. He could be another guy that, that when you look at what Utah's done, recently with the offense maybe he sees a role for himself there and then there's always those guys that maybe utah's offered in the past that are thinking about entering the portal but haven't made it official yet too
0: yeah we'll have to just kind of wait and see but all the same, it obviously adds a new level of intrigue when it comes to the transfer portal market for Kyle Whittingham and his staff. We'll continue to track names, pass along anything we learn with regards to that in coming days and weeks. We'll have that all covered. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll catch you guys up on everything else you need to know as a Utah fan here on this Wednesday. Uh, the Ute baseball program, the Ping Utes in action, we'll cover it all in just a few moments. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at betonline.ag folks they are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action Brian I know you've been playing around with parlays trying new things when it comes to bet online but I think I, I I'm not speaking out of turn I hope when I say that bet online has made it a lot of fun to be a sports betting fool like yourself.
1: Not not at all, Jake, and I'm one of those people that needs a reason to watch certain sports, right? Like hockey, I don't understand it. If I don't understand it, I don't want to be involved with it. Yeah. But guess what? If I got money on the line, suddenly it's a lot more interesting to me.
0: Yep, it'll drag you right in. Obviously, Major League Baseball ongoing, NHL, NBA action. NFL futures are out. If you have an over-under number you like on wins for a team, whether you think they're going to do great or whether you think they're going to stink, you can bet on those. Do it at betonline.ag. It's free to sign up. Head over to the website now, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up. Make sure while you're there, when you make your first deposit, use the promo code LOCKED ON for a 50% welcome bonus. You heard that right. Free money to bet with, courtesy of our friends at Bet Online. Take advantage of it now. Promo code LOCKED ON with your first deposit at betonline.ag. They are your online sportsbook experts. Alright friends, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, which is presented by the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey is happening now. It's ongoing. We're in day three today. It features analysis from NFL experts like Michael Irvin, Jason La- Jason Lockenfora and Brian Baldinger. Our local experts for every team are making trades and making the picks for their next stars of their teams. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts Odyssey is your audio home for all of the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey. All right, Brian, as we round out things here on a Wednesday, let's get over to the Diamond, both the women's softball program and the baseball program in action yesterday. And it appears it was a pretty successful day for both programs overall.
1: Yeah, the the men's team, the Ping and Utes, had no problem handling the Wolverines uh, yesterday. In in what can only be uh, only be quoted as bats hot. Okay, I was gonna try. What's the uh, man? I'm off my game today. I, I wanted to say her, Serrano. Oh, uh,
0: bats Oh, What is that? Man, we are we are sucking on the references today. There's no <laughs> doubt about that, but nonetheless. Uh, yeah, so the Utes take care of business against UVU. Uh, obviously, it's been a rough season for the Utah baseball program, and I think that uh, Coach Kinneberg, he's doing about as best he can right now to just kind of keep their spirits up. A win over UVU will help them. Hopefully, it helps them carry some momentum into the weekend. Uh, on the softball side of things, Man, Brian, you know me. I've got a, a connection to softball collegiately here in the state, and I am just amazed at what the Utah softball program continues to do. They also play in a premier conference. The, the Pac-12 has got some of the best softball teams, if not the best softball teams of all time in the conference. But i got to give the Utes credit. They absolutely battle every time they're out there, especially on the softball side of things. It's been a really tough
1: season for them in the one-loss column, but they've been in almost every single game that they've, yeah. they've played in and just not been able to get things going in their favor nearly as much, but really kind of got back off the, off the schneid against Weber State, one twelve to 4 This is a team that when they feel confident and play strongly, they, they can compete against anyone. And might I add, Jake, that they have some of the sharpest uniforms out there?
0: They do. They do. They do have some clean threads. There's no doubt about that. All right. So congratulations both the softball and baseball programs on their victories yesterday. Best of luck to them as they move forward now getting ready for weekend series, obviously. Brian, anything else you'd like to pass along to our listeners before we call it a show?
1: That's no longer sick, Jake.
0: That's no longer Bats woke up. Okay, bats, yeah, well done. Okay, you you looked it up. You you found it, so well done on that. Anything else from you, my friend?
1: I'm just not betting against anybody being the Lord and Savior not being able to uh, hit a curveball as well. (laughs) Good call.
0: (laughs) What a great. All right, we will call it a day. Thanks to everybody for joining us. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Utes. Follow Brian's work at Brown Bear SLC. You can find me at Jacob C. Hatch. Until next time, this has been the Locked On Utes podcast for April 21st, 2021. And we will talk to you guys manana.